0: Good evening, Dave. Everything's running smoothly. And you? I see you, with anticipation. Hi, everybody. It's Dave the Nerd. How are you guys doing? It is time for another Dave's Nerd Compendium. And I thought I would do something a little bit different. We always hear the word, did it age well? Or the phrase, did it age well? Did this movie age well? Did this actor age well? Did this TV show age well? Well, lucky for us, there was an article posted in 2018 on Comic Book Resources uh, that is 10 nerdy 80s blockbusters that aged well and 10 that you should all forget. And I went through this list yesterday just looking at it. And I will say, yes, I agree to most all of this list. There are at least two movies that they mention that I will uh, make that three that I will eagerly uh, fight saying that, no, we should not forget these. But there's most of them. I would totally agree with. And one, I would say, well, oh, two, I'll stand corrected to that. I will say, yeah, that could have been better, but I kind of understand. Uh, so number 20, uh, this is an aged. Well, is the original Tim Burton, Batman in 1989, Tim Burton unleashed his vision of Batman upon to the world. At that time, Comic book movies were basically non existent at the box office. That didn't mean this movie, or didn't stop this movie from becoming a huge hit and breaking several box office records. Looking back, it's amazing that this film has aged as well as it had. Everything about this movie, like it, or looks like it should have failed. Prince led the soundtrack, Michael Keaton was primarily a comic actor at the time, and Batman straight up perished a bunch of people, which goes against the core of the concept of at least the definitive Earth-2 Batman uh, many of those weird elements ended up working in this film's favor. And it's still mostly beloved by, or the most beloved uh, comic book version of the movie Batman that people like. Number 19, the first on the forget uh, list is Superman 2. While the 80s was a huge decade for Batman, his best friend didn't fare so well. In 1978, Richard Donner's Superman made audiences uh, believe that the man could fly. During the production of the first movie, Donner uh, concurrently filmed scenes for Superman 2, which ended up being released in 1980, before finishing production, however, Donner was fired, or left, depending on which story you want to believe, and replaced by Richard Lester. Most of Donner's footage was refilmed, and the final product just isn't as good as the original film. The tone is much more campy, and the final, uh, or finale involves Superman giving Lois amnesia through a kiss. After this, things would only get worse for the Man of Steel, and this franchise didn't survive the decade. I will say, uh, I was listening to a podcast a few years ago, and they were talking about the Superman movies, and apparently there is a Richard. Donner uh edition of Superman 2 that was released. I don't know if it was like an extended cut, uh bonus on the DVD or anything like that, but it did happen. Um, number 18 on this list in the aged well is the first Ghostbusters movie. Since the dawn of time, there's one question that has plagued mankind. Who you going to call? In 1984, Hollywood answered, The Ghostbusters. The film centered around a group of three scientists who developed technology capable of capturing ghosts. They started their own business and quickly found themselves caught up in the arrival of an ancient demigod known as Gozer. At the same time, they had to fend off the government agencies that wanted to regulate this new technology. If it sounds like a strange concept, it really is. This is a movie that featured a giant marshmallow man crushing buildings in New York City. The four main actors delivered hilarious performances, and the ghost effects have held up surprisingly well. Number 17 on the list, and the second in the Forgot or Forget, is the first Terminator movie. And this is one that I kind of understand, can kind of see. A lot of people have fond memories of The Terminator, James Cameron's 1984 action thriller about a robot sent from the future. The film helped launch Arnold Schwarzenegger's career, and sequels to it are still being produced today. Looking back, however, it seems likely this film is only fondly remembered for the leading the way for T2 from 1992, the superior sequel, and by some, the only true sequel. Uh, Irregardless, the original, however, does not look so good by today's standard. There are some truly awful effect shots, causing the Terminator just to look goofy. Linda Hamilton is great in the sequel, but... She is the generic Danzel in Distress in the first. Skip the original, just go to the sequel. Also, skip all sequels past T2. Wait, didn't I just say that a little while ago? Anyway, uh, number 16 on this list, the third of the Aged Well, is Aliens. James Cameron's sequel to release Scott's Alien of 1979 never should have worked. Cameron turned a slope paste haunted house in space thriller into an action film based off of the vietnam war cameron was a relatively young director at the time and with a long break between films aliens in 1986 seemed destined for failure so that's what, seven years in between the two movies? Yeah, of course you'd think it would be destined for failure. Instead, it went on to become one of the best science fiction films of all time. Scarny Weaver uh, returned this time to confront uh, the alien beast with a squad of trained Marines. Fortunately, or sorry, unfortunately, While she only faced one creature in the first film, this time there was an entire hive full of the monsters. The film had such a huge impact on the genre of movies, and video games are still being inspired by it today. Number 15 on the list, the next in the Forgot uh, segment, is Halloween Two. Halloween from 1978 is one of the most unsettling endings of all time. After shooting him, Dr. Loomis goes to check on masked madman Michael Myers' body only to discover that it's gone. The film then shows various shots of the empty house with his creepy breathing playing in the background. Halloween 2 from 1981 picks up immediately where the first one ends, revealing that Michael Myers went into the neighbor's house to get a new knife. Unlike the original, which is a slow-paced masterpiece of horror, the sequel is over-the-top and, at times, kind of cartoony. Based on the direction the series took after this film, Halloween might have been... Best served as a standalone film. Now, granted, I have not seen the newest uh, release of the Halloween movies, and the Rob Zombie ones were the first one was okay. The second one was did not need to be made. Um, I kind of agree. Next on the list, number fourteen, from the aged well, the Wrath of Khan. To this day, the Star Trek franchise has yet to top Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan from 1982. That's not to say there hasn't been a lot of great Trek since then, it's just that this movie is so good. A sequel to the original series, episode Time Seed, the film followed the semi retired. Kirk returning to space when the villainous Khan escapes the planet he was marooned on. The action is especially tense as the filmmaker decided to approach it more like a submarine movie as opposed to a standard science fiction action movie trope of the time. Most impressively, the film's most memorable line in just Kirk yelling "Con" into open space number 13 on the forget list hey we're back in the Star Trek universe for the search for Spock there's a joke that when it comes to Star Trek movies only the even-numbered films are any good so, Star Trek Three, The Search for Spock, from 1984, is a perfect example of this. Spock sacrifices his life during the finale of Wrath of Khan, from 82, and his body is left on the uh, Genesis planet, an artificial world created with experimental technology. It's only after they return home that Kirk realizes that Vulcan can be brought back to life and that spock left his essence in dr mccoy essentially the film is based on a cheap gimmick to bring back a popular character what's even worse is the villain for search of spock it's just some random klingon well at least we had the fourth movie to look forward to right All right, the next on the list in the aged well category is Back to the Future. Plenty has been written about strange or about how strange Back to the Future from 1985 was. The plot revolves around Marty McFly, who is oddly friends with an elderly inventor. After accidentally traveling to the past, Marty makes the teenage version of his mom fall in love with him instead of his dad, and now Marty must find or fend off his mom's advances to get her to fall in love with his father, and then go back to the future. Still with me? The big reason why this film works is Michael J. Fox's performance There's also something Great even today About watching a movie where Someone can travel from the 80's to the 50's And deal with that culture Shock can you imagine A teenager From 2020 going back 30 years To the 1990's And dealing with that culture Shock No real internet, no, uh, cell phones that are random or about the size of your wallet. No, uh, anything that is modernized, having tube TVs instead of LCDs or plasmas or LEDs, having the old R or CRT tubed. TVs instead of these flat panels dealing with 8-bit and 16-bit graphics for video games instead of what you see with Xbox One, PlayStation, and even uh, most computer games. I mean, let alone the music. The music alone would be what I would love to see kids uh, deal with because there isn't no Little Wayne or uh little Nas X, you actually have rappers like Tupac and Biggie. I mean, you have people who actually know how to sing without using auto-tune. I mean enough of me on that rant, but that's how I feel. This one I will kind of fight because I still think it's a great movie. And it's on the forget list. Nightmare Before Elm Street. And the first two words of this speak volumes controversial choice. While most people consider Nightmare on Elm Street, the 1984 film, a classic, that's mostly just because of what a cultural icon Freddy Krueger has become. By the end of the decade, The Dream Hunter would be one of the most popular characters across pop culture. What about his first movie? Well, looking back, it's actually kind of bad. The film starts off as a tense and mysterious, but the plot is a little bit messy. The acting is pretty terrible, and the ending Doesn't make any sense. Later sequels would have a little bit more fun with the dream concept. Making the original an awkward entry that should be skipped over. But if you... Here's where I'm going to put my two cents in and I'm hopping back up on that soapbox. If you put this up against the remake of Nightmare on Elm Street... The one that had the guy that playing Rorschach from the Watchmen filling in as Freddy Krueger. You actually get to see how much superior (laughs) the original was. Yes, it was in the 80s. The acting, I will admit, is kind of terrible. But although the plot was loose and um, somewhat messy, it pales in comparison to the remake. All right, I'm hopping off my soapbox. The next on the aged wall list is the Goonies. The 80s were a simpler time. For example, families facing foreclosure could save their homes simply by finding an old pirate's treasure. That's the basic plot behind Goonies from 1985, right? Which centers on the titular group of kids who go on an adventure to save their homes after discovering a hidden map. Along the way, they end up getting lost under their city, chased by local crime family, which is something that every small town apparently has, I, I guess. Amazingly, the Goonies have survived without a sequel, reboot, or remake. It's one of the rare movies that has stood on its own. Next on the list in the Forgotten uh, category, Ghostbusters 2. After the success of the original Ghostbusters, became a hit cartoon series and a mega-popular toy line that rivaled the Ninja Turtles for Toy Isle dominance. So it was inevitable that a sequel would be produced. While it's not a terrible movie, Ghostbusters 2 from 1989 not only failed to live up to the original, it also has terrible standing in and on its own. The film tried to blend the sarcastic humor from the original with the slapstick comedy from the cartoon series, and the result... Is an awkward mess None of the ghosts Are at all memorable And it's missing The quote unquote Working man charm that the original had Plus The walking Statue of Liberty Just isn't as cool as the original Stay Puff Marshmallow Man Just saying Next on the list Of the aged well is Indiana Jones and the Raiders Of the Lost Ark Inspired by his love of classic literature series from the 30s and 40s, Lucas, yeah, that's right, George Lucas, teamed up with Steven Spielberg to create Raiders of the Lost Ark in 1981, featuring the first appearance of Indiana Jones. The film has everything a timeless classic needs, including one of the best theme songs of the entire decade, and a very memorable one. When the bad guy discovers evidence of the location of the fabled Ark of the Covenant, Indiana Jones is dispatched to beat them to it. Along the way, he teams up with an old flame, and the two of them travel the globe in search of the artifact. Of course, once it's found, Indy's enemies steal it and open it, leading to one of the most famous face-melting scenes in movie history. Next, in the Forgotten or Forget list, hey, we're sticking with Indiana Jones, and we're going to the Temple of Doom. There's a lot of sequels on this list, but Indiana Jones at the Temple of Doom from 1984 is technically a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark from 1981. Still following me? Let me go on a little tangent real quick. The Indiana Jones original trilogy, so Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temple of Doom, and uh, The Last Crusade, were actually filmed in reverse order on purpose. And it goes the final of the trilogy, the middle of the trilogy, or prequel, and then the beginning of the trilogy, which was a prequel to the prequel sequel. Then you get the newer ones that are just add-ons after uh, Temple of Doom or uh, Lost Ark. Irregardless, taking place a year before Indiana found the Lost Ark, this movie has sees him traveling to India after escaping a criminal boss in Shanghai after discovering a village where all the children have been kidnapped. Indy travels to the titular temple and discovers an ancient and dangerous cult. The film's worst mistake was teaming Indy up with two of the most annoying characters possible. Also, he's supposed to be a professor of archaeology, yet the movie features him doing none of that. It's weird, but not in a good 80s way, just a general Unfunny way Or unfun way Number 6 on this list And part of the aged well Is E.T. the extraterrestrial Steven Spielberg's story of a boy and his alien best friend Is a timeless classic When a group of extraterrestrials visit Earth Are forced to leave in a hurry The titular alien is left behind The alien makes his way to a nearby town in California, where it's evidently or eventually best or befriends a young boy named Elliot. They try to build a machine to contact E.T.'s companions and find the alien a way back home. Eventually, the government learns of the alien and tries to take custody of it. They escape the government and make their way back to the woods just in time to meet up with E.T.'s ride home. Who leaves e- or Elliot with a heartwarming message before returning to the stars. Number five on the list in the forget, and I will say that this was a good movie. I mean, a really good movie considering the time, but I'll digress, but I will say it's a darn good movie. Uh, back in the eighties, Hollywood thought that nerds could do anything except get some when it comes to science. However, they could do anything literally, and I do mean literally anything. For example. Weird Science, from 1985, is about two nerds who use science to create an artificial woman who is both beautiful and has magical powers. This perfect woman then uses her powers to turn these zeros into heroes. While the movie is well made... I'll, I'll repeat that. While the movie is well made... It just comes across as kind of sleazy by today's standards. The nerds treat women like prizes to be earned. When it comes down to it, the science of the movie is less weird and more uncomfortable. Number four on the list, the well-aged, is Gremlins. Part of what made the 80s so great is that it was the only decade that you could produce a horror comedy that would go on to become a christmas classic gremlins from 1984 introduced the world to gizmo an adorable creature known as a mugwai when the hopeless inventor buys the rare creature as a gift for his son he unknowingly puts his entire town in danger if mugwais get wet Then it spawns. If one is fed after midnight, it turns into a bloodthirsty monster. Of course, both of these things happen almost instantaneously, and an army of monsters is unleashed. Luckily, the gremlins are vulnerable to sunlight, so all it takes to beat them Is opening the right window at the right time. The next movie on this list they say is Best Love Forgotten. I want to debate this. Who do I have to go after to debate this? But they are saying Revenge of the Nerds. Once again, the 80s was a strange or had a strange view on nerds. Revenge of the Nerds from 1984. Tells the story of a group of nerdy college students that formed their own fraternity. The movie is supposedly, or is supposed to be a feel good movie about a group of outcasts coming together to fight back against bullies. Unfortunately, the film is full of offensive stereotypes. One of the supposed nerds is uh, effeminately a gay man, um, and some truly creepy moments. The nerds are supposed to be the heroes, but they set up secret cameras in a sorority house to watch girls change. That isn't even the creepiest or most illegal thing they do, making it this truly an uncomfortable viewing experience. I will say, in its defense, that because of this movie and the popularity it got and spawning. Not one, not two, not three, but four sequels. Yes, there's a Revenge of the Nerds. Two, three, four, and five. Um, it gave us actors like um, The. Richard Carradine. Um, it also gave us, oh, I'm forgetting the guy's name. He played... Uh, Dr. Green on ER. Um, Anthony Edwards, there we go. Uh, We got these characters. Hell, um, I always call him Booger. Um, He played Booger in the uh, movies, but he's a Detroit native. If it wasn't for the Revenge of the Nerd movies and, like, three John Cusack films that were or were not also John Hughes films. Um, his, he wouldn't have been the Metatron on uh, Supernatural or in, I think it was a Geico commercial, or he wouldn't have been had any career at all. So, the Revenge of the Nerd series was actually the jumping point of a lot of stars. I mean, heck, you got John Goodman in it. You had uh, Don uh, Don Gibson, who goes on to be uh, Ray Jackson in Bloodsport. Uh, You have uh, Steve, the guy that goes on to be Steve Darcy from uh, Married with Children. You got a lot of good people in it. Yes, it has some uncomfortable moments. I'll give you that. Yes, it is slightly offensive. But considering the time the movie was made, and if you take that into consideration, it is a, it's still a good movie. And I'll stand on that soapbox and fight for it till I die. Anyway, number 2 in a movie that's still a or that aged well and is still beloved, Empire Strikes Back. The Star Wars trilogy launched one of the most successful multimedia franchises ever. Ever. While the quality of the newer films may be debatable by fans, one thing is for certain, the Empire Strikes Back from 1980 is the series' crowning achievement. Following the destruction of the Death Star, the Rebels find themselves on the run from an enraged empire led by Darth Vader and the mysterious Emperor Palpatine. What is remarkable about this movie is that the bad guy essentially wins. By the end of the movie, Han Solo is frozen in carbonite, Luke is left both physically and emotionally devastated. Also, this movie also contains one of the most memorable and misquoted lines in movie history. When Vader coldly states, I am your father. He never said, Luke, I am your father. It's just, I am your father. Now, number one on this list, and number one on the forget list, and I kind of have to give it to him, although it does have one of the best and creepiest lines of the 80s. The movie is Poltergeist. This movie is considered a horror classic by many to this day. So why is it the best left forgotten? Poltergeist of 1982 is a haunted house movie that delivers one of the creepiest child-watching ecstatic-filled TV screen scenes of all time. The plot is pretty simple. A family moves into a new development to find their house is haunted. Then they discover the houses were actually built on top of an Indian burial ground. Explains the ghosts, right? This movie has plenty of memorable scenes. But the plot is so chunky and the pace is incredibly awkward. The tone is... Incon, sub, uh, inconsistent, and the ghost's activities is so immediately over the top that it doesn't make any sense for the family to stay in the house at all. But the main uh, line that is so memorable from this movie is in that child watching a static-filled TV screen scene she just turns and says they're here that's it that's all you hear and that's when the bleep hits a fan so that right there is 20 movies that either aged well or should be forgotten is there any 80s movies that you think should be uh forgotten that you don't think needs to be around. Is there any movies that you think from the eighties that aged very well? I honestly think war games aged pretty well. I mean, the computer uh, interface, the DOS system. We really don't see DOS that much anymore, but most of the world's supercomputers are run off Linux, which are primarily A command line interface. So you still get that DOS interface type thing. So you got war games. You got um, the last starfighter. That is a great movie. It somewhat holds up well. And there's been rumors about a sequel coming out to it. Um, You have Blade Runner. Um, let's see what other great movies from the eighties for there that weren't on this list. Uh, if you could think of any, let us, let me know and we'll talk about it, but that's it for this week. Next week I'll do the top 10 nerdy, uh, nineties blockbusters that aged well, or that should be forgotten. And I will try to get Kelly on to do a Season 3 recap of Once Upon a Time. I know a lot of people are looking forward to that. So, with that...